podcast ain't played nobody. I don't even have a joke. Just get to it. Explain, explain you, you made a joke on, I think it was the Tuesday show about Purdue beating Ohio state. Well, I, I thought, you know, this is where, where it really does benefit you to take bold takes because um, people don't remember the framing. They just remember that you said there was a chance. Um, I think I, the way I framed it was there was a one in three chance Purdue did something crazy. Uh, and otherwise like a one, one in three chance that Ohio state eventually pulls away to win semi comfortably one in three chance that Ohio state wins very comfortably. Um, but <laughs> you basically, oh man, it was great. It was great. It, it was the one in three chance. It was like the one in, it was like the one in 10 chance within the one in three chance man. where Purdue basically just dominates one specific aspect of the game, finishing drives uh, mm. and gets to rush the field and, and does amazing things. It was great. Ohio state had no interest uh, being in a fight in the second half. They were making stupid penalties the entire game, really. Um, and they just were, uh, when, when they're, when their head coach, their extremely millions dollar paid head coach, uh, waved the white flag by punting on fourth and one to start the fourth quarter. Ohio state said, okay, well, we're going to wave the white flag too. And they stopped tackling at that point. Uh, let's jump right into it. You ready? 25 minutes. And by the way, this is a complaint about it. It's the S&P plus recap show. That's how shook Purdue beating ass has us. Uh, my name is Stephen Godfrey. You can read 38 Godfrey. That's a robot. Bill Connolly at SBN underscore Bill C. It's going to be the fastest 25 minutes in analytical college football conversation <laughs> uh, because we're going to do 26 teams Ow. starting right now. Uh, number 26. The reason why we're adding an extra one is it's no, it's none other than Purdue. Uh, yeah. Jumping a whopping, let's say 13 spots. So we're going to talk about Purdue in a second as we find where Ohio state ended up. Uh, number 25, we talked about Missouri possibly being kind of a crappy non-conference trap game situation, but they scored a lot more of the football points than <laughs> did. you were at the game. What'd you see? Uh, it was kind of, it was three games in one, really. Like you start off the game, Missouri blocks a punt, um, and gets a pick six. So they're up 21, nothing without their offense really having to do anything. Um, and then they fall asleep and Memphis comes back to make it 21, 17. And so like at that point, the numbers were kind of right on like they, you know, Missouri was ahead, but barely and, and not necessarily because of yards and success rates and whatnot. Um, and then they, uh, Missouri attempted this. It wasn't stupid that they attempted a fourth down conversion. It was like fourth and two in their territory, but they called timeout and then had this rollout pass with no options. And, and a receiver makes an amazing catch uh, just to keep the drive alive. Uh, and then it's like, you know, three touchdowns in about five plays or something like that. And, and they go on like a 27 to something run and, and they win handily. So uh, Missouri moves up by double digits. Memphis moves down by double digits. Memphis was probably kind of gaming the system anyway. The, like I mentioned last week, the home games being as they were, um, the fact that they hadn't played kind of a balanced schedule of top and bottom teams and everything. Uh, you can kind of sometimes find yourself in a place in the rankings that isn't quite right. And I think their current place in the rankings is a lot more right. And they are in the thirties now. So they're starting to, starting to course correct. Right. Um, all right, moving on, uh, Washington state at six and one, obviously the big primetime win, uh, the, kind of the day of wazoo. Over Oregon, <laughs> Oregon is down as well. They are in the forty-one. Wow, um, Washington, Washington State is six and one. I've already promised a couple individuals that we will find a way to put them in the playoff in our scenarios this week on the show. So you can look forward to that. <laughs> um, came out, destroyed Oregon. 
Um, Fell asleep. I kind of, yeah, kind of got lazy. I started paying attention once the, once the interception turned around and then, and then Oregon had enough for like a, you know, five minutes of a comeback. And then, yeah. Yeah. There was a point at which it looked like Oregon was going to get the ball back with the chance to tie in the fourth quarter, um, which was going to just be an utter disaster if it, if it got to that point. Uh, yeah. But they, but Washington state put it away. That, that early touchdown was just like the perfect kind of tone setter when you've got a crowd that's been tailgating for like 14 hours or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And they had their game day and it was just one big party. And then you come out and just like, just a manly touchdown um, shoving guys aside and breaking into the open field and diving into the end zone a lot and all that. And um, that really set the tone. Oregon just had nothing until the second half. And uh, again, power to them for responding. Uh, but they, when the game was in the, uh, winnable stage they got absolutely dominated yes they did uh okay our next our 23 and 22 teams are west virginia and oklahoma state both of which were out of action so we move along to six and one iowa at 21 uh they absolutely just Erased. deleted yeah. maryland's <laughs> offense deleted yeah. um, no scoring opportunities i um i'm putting 47 a yards passing for maryland oh. Um, not a single rusher, none of it, no one for Maryland broke 20 yards rushing. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Uh, Maryland, let's see. Uh, yeah, Iowa, Iowa had 4.1 yards per play. That's why they didn't move up further. Their offense didn't need to do anything. Um, and we, we can count on Kirk Ferentz in those situations to basically say, okay, well, we're not going to do anything then. Uh, and, and they just parked it, the bus basically. So, um, you know, it could have been more dominant had they actually opened up the playbook a little bit, but when you don't need to, I guess you don't need they to. They absolutely did not. Yeah. It really is a wonderful sport despite <laughs> all of the, despite all of its misgivings when you have a game in which Iowa had 310 yards and dominated it. So totally, by the way, the total yardage was 115 for Maryland. Yeah. yeah zero. Um, and, and zero those games, no yeah. first downs inside of Iowa's 40, the entire game. Let's just go ahead and read the entire stat line. Um, so there are four, um, seven first down for seven first downs for Maryland, four of 10 on third down, 115 total yards That's 47 passing and 68 rushing, uh, two turnovers, let's see, 46 penalties, um, just c- complete and total inefficiency. Truly, yeah. truly amazing. Um, but what I was saying is have a game like that, where, where Iowa, kind of takes the lazy route to 300 total yards to win a game by 23 points. And this is up against like a couple of big 12, you know, big 12 games, essentially, right. you know, thousand combined, blah, 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 50, 49 type deal. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Speaking of teams hey. with all a really good defense and no offense. Good night. Uh, Mississippi state comes in at 20. We'll talk about them in just a second. Um, I watched every play of that game and oh. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It was weird, yeah, because it was very much a Big Ten game that, um, if you just changed the logos, we would we would have all made fun of. But anyway, I'm going okay. to reference the Big Ten when I, when we get to LSU, so that was a good uh, setup there. Yeah, well, they, they, it's weird. They look more Big Ten than they ever have under Miles. Um, okay, uh, number 19, Utah. Nobody paid attention to this game because it doesn't really have the same kind of weight that some of the other primetime matchups did, plus the big upset. But Utah destroyed uh, yeah. USC. Just beat the crap out of them. Yep. Utah has been doing that basically for the last three weeks or so. Now they've gone from like 47th to uh, what 19th. uh, Yeah. um, In in like three weeks. And it seems to be pretty sustainable because it's, I mean, it's with efficiency. Their offense just showed up. Uh, Their defense is always solid, but their offense went from horrible. Now they're into the top 50. They'll be rising a lot further if they keep doing what they've been doing. And they look like by far 
um, at this exact moment, the best team in the Pac-12 South. Um, the standings are weird, though. I mean, the standings, because they started off what they started off with a pair of conference losses, I believe, or one and two, either zero and two or one and two in conference. And so uh, they are at this moment by far the best team in the conference. And they're tied in the loss column with UCLA in the Pac-12 South, who uh, has also turned it on. And, oh, my God, let me tell you how, how fun it would be if, if we're, we're entering, like, mid-November and UCLA still has a chance at the Pac-12 South at, like... Um, really bizarre. At, at probably with about, like, a 5-5 five and five record or so. So bizarre. Okay, uh, let's scoot right along. We've got a, it's a lot of buys this weekend, actually. It's going to take us back into the LSU game. Texas A&M was on a buy there at number 18. Number 17, Auburn. Every problem that Auburn had, every major concern, and of course, you know, Gus is going to get fired every five minutes. <laughs> All that's still there. It's just that when you're leading back and go for 170, that offense is going to work. Ole Miss has one of the worst offenses in the history of the Southeast Conference <laughs> building towards. And the bottom line is this, no matter how good that pass catch battery is for the rebels, the defense is increasingly or decreasingly worse, increasingly worse. So Auburn, Auburn got good for a week. Yep. Um, all of the same issues still persist. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We move on Miami. Well, I was, I was going to like, we were joking last week. What's more, what's more powerful, bad offense or bad defense. Um, and apparently bad defense is more powerful because Auburn managed to gain almost 500 yards on, uh, on a team, which I didn't think was possible at this point. Well, and a lot of those just anecdotal, I didn't watch this. I, I would flip through on drives during that morning shift and didn't really pay attention to this game. But uh, it's funny is I have a, a lot of friends in the Auburn press corps that I follow on Twitter and it's, it's bad defense in particularly embarrassing ways. So it's, right. it's just the breakdowns are stupid. In, like, like an inside zone run or a trap or something where, it should go for five or maybe four and they break it for 25. Oh, like so it's like, it was like the Purdue game. Okay. I mean, kind of, yeah, in, in a way. Um, but it's just, yeah, Ole Miss's his defense is, is horrific. And so that's exactly what Auburn needed for a minute. Yep. Uh, number 16, Miami at five and two, they're on a bye, And then we come back to LSU. So yeah. uh, Joe Burrow did not look good. Mississippi <laughs> okay. State's defense. So here's, we. This is, this is what's weird. You leave this game. And my, what I'm most impressed with is actually Mississippi state's defense. Yeah. Because Mississippi state's offense, when you, it's like a, it's like a kind of balancing a seesaw. And when you knock one side off just a little bit, which is what LSU was more than capable of doing, you knew pretty early on that Mississippi state was going to struggle and score no points. Like not, maybe not three, but you knew, you knew that they were going to keep it under 17 for sure. Yeah. When they, when they're off balance, they're horrible. What I did not expect was how good the Mississippi State defense could be, specifically in passing situations against LSU. Uh, yeah, I mean, when they settled for a 19-yard field goal, when Nick Fitzgerald got stuffed twice, and Joe Moorhead, one of the most innovative minds in college football, offensive minds, basically said, ah, I don't think we have a two-yard play here, and kicked a 19-yard field goal early in the game, um, it was over. Uh, we didn't, I mean, it, it wasn't officially over obviously. And, and LSU would proceed to go three and out like nine times in a row to give Mississippi state hope, but it wasn't real hope because it, at the point where Joe Moorhead says, I don't think I have a two yard club in my bag. Yeah. Um, it, it was just, it was hopeless at that point. And I, I, I do, it's funny. Like I, I want to talk about LSU kind of like I talk about Iowa um, except I'm going to do it with a much less complimentary tone, or I think just as a whole here. And I feel like that's a double standard for a second. Then I realize it is a double standard because we're still talking like about LSU as a top five team and they're not. 
Um, this is a team with a really good defense, an opportunistic defense, obviously. Um, a good old-fashioned LSU secondary. And um, they and, and no offense, almost no offense. And they are, on paper, a top 15 team. And that's awesome. That's, that's what I hate about, like, being a naysayer in these situations because, uh, like, this is a top 15 Ed Orgeron team. Like, this is his DNA. Everywhere you look on this, like, this is a tough – or like you know a gravelly voice team right here and they uh make it life hard on everybody uh and they're probably going to i hope i'm wrong when i say this they're probably going to lose to alabama by uh, by 17 points it feels like 27 points yeah Um, no i i I think if they lose to alabama by 17 it would be a a massive success and possibly still a two-loss season for a for a coach that uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna say this until I'm blue in the face. That was the number one question I got in off season. Like, so who's LSU going to get like, right. and now they like, we're talking about, they're, they're going to be in the playoff conversation through the bye week whether they yeah, should be or not, not, whether, you right, know, right, right. inevitability just looms over this particular <laughs> prognostication, but they've earned it. So just let them, it's part of the sport. Um, number 14, six and one Florida. They're on a bye. Uh, I don't have anything to say on number 13, Scotty. Um, it was cool that it snowed for a minute and then yeah. it yeah. um, they whipped Illinois' ass, which is yep. pretty it's, hard it's for the course. Major, major, major score, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful Scotty type uh, game. Uh, yeah, that was it. Check the box score. Uh, App State, I will say this, escaped. Maybe not escaped because it was 27 to 10, and then ULL kind of put a junk one on. Yep. Um, but not as dominant as we've seen in the last couple of weeks and, and we talked them up, but I will say this, this coming, I think it's Thursday, right? App is five and one. They are going to play. I believe it's a five and one or six and one Georgia Southern team. The yeah. only team that Georgia Southern, uh, the team that I grew up cheering for the team that when I went to the gym the other day, I have a Georgia Southern t-shirt on um, my parents alma mater is six and one. Yep. The only loss they have is to Clemson. That's it. They have, just like App State, gone about beating everybody in front of them. Now they escaped it like San Marco. They had a two point. Yeah, win. that was a that was a bad game. Like they're not perfect, right? But they have done a remarkable job of fixing all the problems that ailed them last year, and have really, really turned things around a lot faster than I thought. Very impressed with them. That's going to be a huge Thursday night game, which is that is app state's best test to date, yeah. uh, you know, other than losing to Penn state. Right. 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 Yeah. No, I mean, this was the first time Appalachian state actually uh, underachieved its projections so far this year. So um, it was kind of a, a little bit of a course correction there, but it still wasn't. Yeah. They weren't really ever seriously threatened. They just didn't lay the hammer down. Like they had Georgia Southern, by the way, is 70th. Um, let's see. That game is not that we won't talk about it later. That game is Thursday. Um, ESPNU at seven, uh, six thirty PM central time. God's time zone. And, um, no, yeah, seriously, watch it. Like I'd say should win comfortably uh, on paper and you know, they, they're uh, all that, but, um, <laughs> Georgia Southern's got good special teams and good offense and they're fun and they look like Georgia Southern and they've been mostly solid this year and good for them. Uh, shout out to ESPN for putting S and P plus on game day. We yeah. saw it. Um, I got to see more game day than I thought I would. <laughs> um, the reason why they had S&P Plus up, as well as other advanced analytics and metrics and rankings, was to be condescending. Was to was to let Herbie get super salty on Central Florida, um, the Golden Knights. I said it. No, I'm just joking. Wow. Uh, I don't know what to call you. I don't care. Uh, you, it, it's gone beyond the pale with this this team. Yeah. You, by the way, they won thirty seven to ten. They didn't score in the first quarter, and then they just turned it on and destroyed a bad ECU team. Um, 
the conversation is off the rails at this point. It's weird. Look, I will say this. I don't agree with Herbie often, especially when he gets into that hardcore, like red state dad editorializing oh, mode. Yeah, but, I, I, yeah. but he did make a good point in that there, there's really a nice collection of really, really good G fives. Yep. It's not central Florida versus the world. It's not. Right. And then I think it was Reese that came in after that and mentioned the bottom line is whether it's fair or not, there's there is an issue of, of a schedule and and the only thing we've had close to it was this situ- where where i think someone had a puncher's chance and i'm paraphrasing reese was you're talking about the 2016 houston team mm-hmm. comes off the bowl of florida state comes in ranked beats beats ou and then goes so i don't know man just <laughs> I would, <laughs> I know, I would tell you, so you have to enjoy it but it's it's getting tired it's getting tiring um i I will like i was with herbie for a lot like when he went on his little when his when when he went on his dad rant um i was with him for a while when he was just reminding at ucf that like you better keep handling your business because fresno state looks really really good app state looks really good uh utah state took a step back this week um also like like app state they this is the first time they underachieved their projections but um But then he went on, basically turned it into, and Fresno State, when he said something about Fresno State scheduling harder and basically turned it into, you're a big wuss and you're not enough of a man to be in the playoff. Um, <laughs> and that, that loses me immediately because we know how many games UCF's had to reschedule or, or had canceled and all that. And next year, they play Stanford and at Pitt. The year after that, they got North Carolina and at Georgia Tech. And the, the year after that, they're at Louisville, which, you know, they're very recently seemed impressive. Yeah. Um, so Jeff, I mean, like Jeff Brom will be coaching there, but <laughs> that's right. Um, but they're, yeah, they're scheduling and, and they get, they've gotten some bad breaks and they can't help who they played and not played and all that stuff. And that's where you start to lose me in the conversation. But the yeah. part basically saying that UCF is not the only good mid major in the universe was dead on because, uh, well, they're, we'll get there in a second. Way, they're only number two in S and P plus in the G five. Damn right. Okay. Uh, number 10, we got to, we got to hustle a little bit. I will just say this about Penn state um, squeaker in Bloomington. Yep. Uh, this is clearly a tier two team. Um, that's not an insult. I just think it's the reality that they're yep. in right now. Uh, this is a tier two team. This is not a team that belongs with Michigan and Ohio state. Right. This, yeah. Just Fletchy. this year. I have yeah. to be Fletchy, super Fletchy defense. They're younger than they have been. Um, yes. And the defense, just... especially I think is, is, has been the issue. Yeah. So. And they, and they, you know, well, late game offense has been its own problem, but no, I mean, they were, and they were comfortable yesterday too. It was, you know, a, they uh, just stopped playing on offense. Like the last, yeah, like most of that yeah, fourth quarter. That's kind of what they did the last couple of weeks too. But um, no, they, like they, they were up comfortably. I was, or Indiana scores on a fourth down recovers an onside kick. And for your second, for just a second, you're like, Oh God. But then they, you know, they got off the field and, and that was that, but uh, yeah, no, I have no problem with them being 10th. That sounds about right to me. Uh, this week in Fresno State, number nine, uh, just a quiet ho hum, thirty-eight-seven win over New Mexico. Yep, they do not is let this, you. Move is the ball. this honestly the best G five team? Well, I mean, I, I because I have seen UCF against like an Auburn, uh, even not, obviously not this year, but like because I have that in my memory, and because Fresno lost to Minnesota, no matter how good they looked against UCLA, um, I. I, I just physically, I still think UCF probably has the edge there, but I mean, what else can Fresno do the last so far this year, they've allowed 13 points to Idaho, uh, 21 to Minnesota, which again was the glitch. Um, and if you want to naysay them being as high as they are, that's how you do it. But 38, 14 at UCLA, 49, 27 Toledo. And then in the last three weeks, they've gone up 13 points. Um, they are not letting you move the ball. They are scoring more than enough. Um, they're just, they're really good, whether they're the best mid major, whether they should be more like, you know, 16th instead of single digits or whatever you want to say, uh, we can talk about that, but they're really good. They are very good. Um, 
it's just scoring defense, right? I mean, when you go yeah, look at they're, they're thirty sixth on offense and they're eighth in uh, defensive S and P plus right now. Eighth in the entire country, they're eighth in defensive S and P plus right now. The next team, by the way, is forty ninth. It's amazing. Uh, good for them. Uh, number eight, Ohio State. Uh, it happened. Um, I was reminded <laughs> by our faithful listeners that I had said that there was a wonky Ohio State loss on the horizon. I didn't think it would be this one, but I'll take it. And that'll make me sound prescient, although not as prescient as you. Um, half half dicking around just to mess with Michigan fans. I said that they would still beat Michigan by 20, but um, we haven't heard the last of them. For whatever reason, I still think they win the Big Ten. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're still they're a game behind Michigan now. But yeah, you win out, you make the Big Ten title game, and you're still going to be at least ranked higher than whoever you play from the West. The West, by the way, is suddenly an amazing race with four teams with one uh, conference loss at the moment. Not only at Wisconsin and Iowa, but also Purdue and a Northwestern team that is terrible but wins every week. Um, like that, it's it's I I I'm guessing Iowa wins the race because they're the best. Oh man, I don't want to say this because Wisconsin fans are listening. I think I trust Iowa the most right now. They're going to, they have the tiebreaker loss to Wisconsin, obviously. So they, they need to be definitively better. They need Wisconsin to lose at Purdue or whatever. Uh, but I think I was the best team right now. And that makes me trust them. I'll probably do some sort of uh, win probability ish thing on the big 10 West this week. Uh, Notre Dame is at seven or no, they're also on a buy. They're at number seven. Uh, Washington, stupid old Washington, Washington. Um, they played Colorado. Mm -hmm. They kind of dicked around. So, I mean, sort of Colorado's okay. Yeah. I missed 14, 13 at the half. Yeah. I kind of faded out after that and just checked in because they maintained a lead. Yep. It was a, it was a Washington win. They're six, solid team. Uh, Apple cup's going to be awesome this year. Yeah, efficient, efficient offense, very good defense. Um, that'll get you pretty far. Obviously not far enough to make the college football playoff again. Um, but yeah, the, it'll get them pretty far. And, and Washington State is um, closer to them than normal is what I will say. Colorado scored their only touchdown. It was like, I think, second drive of the game. And that was, that was it. Two, yeah, four, four. 25% success rate for the game, 4.2 yards per play. They, I mean, Washington had them at arm's length, but it did take them a little while to officially put it away. Uh, Georgia at number five, uh, a buy just like Florida getting ready for a cocktail. Uh, number four, Michigan, all kinds of nonsense with this Michigan state game. Um, I still don't understand what they're doing with Shea Patters. I don't get it. I know I'm in the minority here, but I'm telling you, it's not right. I'm telling you, it's going to bite him in the ass. They did what they needed to. Maybe it's because it was a rivalry game. I don't know. Um, it was ugly to watch. It was very, it was very much what they wanted to do, especially defensively. It was demoralizing as hell. Right. And I do think that they're benefiting in the Sunday morning conversations more for the lack of what Ohio state couldn't do and blew up on than, than necessarily what they did specifically against Sparty. So I, I admittedly did not watch the, I have it recorded. I have not watched this game yet. I kind of don't have the motivation to just, yet. But do, do it with a thing where you hit like two X or three X on the play where it's right. like, like not a full fast forward, but yeah, it really did seem like, um, it's grindy, just keeping up with a drive for drive. It really did seem like it was just a situation where they knew that Michigan state was not going to move the ball. Um, and obviously, you know, that, that almost back, you know, it's they're, they're dominating the game and it's tied at seven heading into the, uh, late third quarter. 
But um, it really did kind of take on one of those things where, okay, okay, fine. Let's stop messing around. Bomb to people's Jones with, you know, score and win it. And it was just like they were trying to keep as much close to the best as possible, which when you're playing a team that has managed fluky wins against you two out of the last three years, that seems like a uh, iffy strategy. That's kind of how it seemed to play out, at least, even if uh, Michigan State had a lot to do with that. Uh, their, their own defense had a lot to do with that. Hey, it's Oklahoma. Uh, yep. The world did not end after a weird three-point loss to your arch rivals, Texas. Um, they shut down TCU, especially in the second half. I know everybody was kind of talking about the defense in this game, but, man, Kyler Murray and that offense, they're real good. Yep. Um, TCU, we know now you are not of a tier. You are of another tier in that conference for yep. sure. We yep. knew this going in, though. But Yeah, their offense, I was. I mean, I was pretty stunned that they scored 27 points. Now, that included a kick return touchdown. Um, but uh, yeah, basically they just had this spurt in the second quarter that, uh, that gave them 17 of their 27 points. Uh, and otherwise it was fine, but yeah, TCU's offense just isn't up to par this year. This game was 31, 27 and in after the half and then it wasn't. Right. It yeah, was, it was, I mean, it, and, and I mean, it was 28-7 halfway through the second quarter uh, with only TCU's uh, kick return, saving them from being down four touchdowns. And then they just, uh, yeah, just a brief spurt to get it to within four at halftime. And that was that. Uh, we don't like to talk about them because we like them, or we don't like to talk about them this way. But TCU's three and four, they should be better than that. And honestly, I think they're underperforming, especially on offense this year. Yeah, it's all offense. Their defense isn't their best defense, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, but they should. I mean, the, the thing in Lubbock, like you should, you're supposed to win that game. Yeah, they're still top 30 defensively, even with um, you know, Oklahoma. I mean, there's no shame in giving up points to Oklahoma, but they're 92nd in offense right now. Um, and and Robinson, it's very clear that potentially he has, but he is dramatically inconsistent and everybody else is too. Clemson. Whew. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be a game. I'm going to be nice about it. Mm. I, I was looking forward to that game and it was not a game. I'm, on, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I knew this was going to happen. Um, oh, Whatever. I did. No, are you kidding me? Look, Clemson had Clemson had to have a moment, and you knew that moment was going to come. You knew that adjustment or click it into high gear, pick a cliche. They were going to find a way, especially on offense, to start charging down the stretch. And this was the perfect game for them to do it. It was at home, and this is yeah. one of the best teams that they were going to see this season. It was funny too because, um, like the highlight. It's one of those where like the highlights are amazingly misleading. Like all the highlights are ATN touchdown, ATN touchdown. Yeah, he had 15 carries for 39 yards uh, in in the game. Like they, they didn't run the ball at all, but it was Trevor yeah. Lawrence going freaking 26 for 39 against a really solid NC State defense. Um, that was what earned them kind of the dominance there. Uh, I mean, that and Ryan Finley having a terrible game, which kind of helped. Finley too. had a bad game. It was his worst game. Look at that. Okay, hey, we're getting bad. better. Not bad. Don't get better because we're just going to talk about Bama destroying Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, they did that. Um, Finley had no touchdowns and two picks. Uh, yeah, he was. That's his worst stat line against Clemson in his career. Uh, well, I mean, the last couple of years they did just fine. But let's see what I can find real quick. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying like I don't think like he's never had his his ass beat that bad by Clemson before. No, 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 he had no. he had had some some success. Yeah, they they almost beat Clemson each of the last two years. Last yeah, year, that's what I'm saying. Was thirty-one for fifty for three thirty-eight and three touchdowns and, and two picks. Uh, and then the year before that, he was uh, that that game was really weird. He was twenty for forty for two thirty-one and two picks. So he he did not play well the year they almost won at Clemson. Um, but he played just fine last year and, and they almost won that game too. But no, I mean, he got 21 completions, 21 for 34 doesn't sound all that bad, but it was for 156 yards. Uh, the passes went nowhere and then and he threw two picks as well. So for the time being, 
we get to think of Clemson as that, oh, hey, team right after we talk about Alabama, the tier, the best of tier two. Yeah, so, at this point, we, we had like a big five, um, but it's it, right now it's big two, and then whoever you want to say is that third spot, Oklahoma, yeah. or you want to go with Notre Dame, that's fine. Uh, but really, yeah, oh, number one is obvious, number two is obvious at this point, and then uh, after that, it's the other 128. So uh, the S&P Plus right now, this is following week eight, has your playoff as such. Alabama versus number four, Michigan. Uh, and I think that would be in Miami. Um, and then Clemson and Oklahoma. Um, I talked, I was interacting with fans and PAPN listeners late last night, and I just said I still don't think it's going to get off of what I consider to be chalk, which would be one Alabama, two Clemson, three Ohio state and four Notre Dame or mm-hmm. flip-flopping those other two Ohio state and Notre Dame in either order. I think that's just what we're going to end up with. I don't see Notre Dame tripping. Um, I don't know what teams left to trip them. Cuse maybe. Well, you know, I, weird, I think like, a lot of teams can. Like game, like, They're going to win a couple well, of not be USC. Well, uh, th- it's, that's a month from now. Who knows? But um, no, at least one, like the, at least one of these teams is going to scare the hell out of Notre Dame. Maybe two. Um, there will be a couple of comfortable wins in there too, but no, they're, they're, Notre Dame's hurdles are definitely not over. I don't think. I just, yeah. I mean, I had fun, like I had fun this weekend, just like I had a lot of fun last weekend, but I don't see it moving much off that. Uh, obviously everyone is sort of dismissing that Alabama will beat LSU. Georgia has to come out and just, I mean, move heaven and earth. And, and, and really I talked about Florida, with less respect probably than, than they've earned now going into the cocktail party. But I think before the season, I said they'd win by two or three scores, at least talking about Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think they're going to win the game. I don't know if they're going to be as dominant. Yeah. Let's um, see. S and P would say right now, Georgia by 6.3. And by the way, Georgia is number five for most of the year, aside from Michigan's uh, rumble over Wisconsin, uh, the number five team has sucked uh, the week that they're number five. So, you know, there, there you go. Gators, I guess. Uh oh. Um, by the way, Florida way down at fourteen with LSU at fifteen. You're still uh, you're you're still disrespected to your two but, SEC. Yeah, sure. But uh, by the way, there um, I, something I should have mentioned right out front because I'm terrible at self promotion. S and P Plus is kicking ass yeah. right now. Fifty-seven percent against the spread over the last month, um, and even last week's super weird oddity stuff. Like in previous years, that would have been like a thirty-six percent week, but it was still only like a forty-five percent week. Uh, so this week, when it went sixty-three percent, that allowed you know that meant a fifty-seven percent month. So I'm really, it is fun. like I don't put self-worth in that, but I do like when, when I have a bunch of LSU fans yelling at me in my mentions currently. Um, I'm ignoring the UCF fans who are mad that their team dropped after looking like crap against ECU for three quarters. Um, but like, it, it is funny. Like I feel a little more confidence, like coming off of a, of a really good week. Like, okay, we'll be as mad as you want. I don't have any flawed metrics. Look at my metrics versus Vegas, man. And, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, next week they'll have a 40% and then I'll be all insecure again. Really wouldn't worry too much about the LSU situation. That's going to rectify itself in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, one way or the other. Like either either they indeed get rocked by Alabama again, or they don't. And, yeah, but that's, uh, that's, a, that's a house money to keep the Vegas thing. You know, that's a house money thing for you because if they if they don't get beat up by Alabama, which they're gonna, then nobody 
in the world saw that coming against <laughs> probably the best Alabama team of the Saban right. era. And, so. and the number, their numbers will improve. You can, it's, it'll be really hard to pull the 3.3 yards per play in a 16 point win thing against Alabama. So, um, you know, you, you would almost definitely improve by a good amount if you pull that routine against Alabama. Or Bill, just we'll take, we, uh, we will take apart the rest of the week on Tuesday, by the way, yeah. we saw what you did. Old Dominion in Western Kentucky. Oh my God. We will discuss that. I'll see you Tuesday.